ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, welcome to the show. I guess this is the Halloween one, although it's not really a Halloween show. This is <laughs> Here's what's going on, okay? Uh, as you've noticed, the Beyond Synth artwork is slightly different. And although I probably should have started this in the beginning of October, or at the beginning of October, um, we are going to be doing a Dark Synth series of episodes. And we are starting today with Sierra, and we'll be uh, talking to her in just a bit, and I have a little update with Marco, and, uh, and maybe I'll explain more what's going to be going on in the show. But essentially, it's going to be like a whole bunch of dark synth episodes. And I was going to do a bunch leading up to Halloween, but then I realized I needed to make a Halloween scene for Andy's spaceship, which is up now, which you can check out on YouTube. Anyway, lots going on. That's the point. So look, let's get the show started. Here's a track from Decade Defector, which is actually a cover of Ryan Gosling's band. I don't know this band. What is it called? Dead Man's Chest? Hold on. Ryan Gosling, Dead Man's... Bones. All right. So Ryan Gosling has a band, I guess, called Dead Man's Bones. This is Decade Defector with a little EP of covers of Dead Man's Bones. The EP is called Dead Man's Roads, R-H-O-D-E-S. That's a synth pun. And uh, this is a a fun little track. It's very Halloween-y because we're going to make this the Halloween episode, I guess. This is In the Room Where You Sleep from Decade Defector.
And that was Decade Defector with the track In the Room Where You Sleep, a cover of Ryan Gosling's band... What is it? Dead Man's Bones. Anyway, look, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporter. We have some new patrons this week. Uh, we got a new $5 patron, Wayland Kasky Geospatial. And new $5 patron, Wes Evans. And new $5 patron, Neon Zone. So thank you all for uh, supporting the show. Wayland Kasky Geospatial, Wes Evans, and Neon Zone. You guys are all cool guys and of course i do have to update i should probably update the patreon at some point because we do plan on making a lot more episodes of andy's spaceship and so if you support beyond synth you're also supporting the video series so i think a lot of people don't realize that if you're a patron or paypal of beyond synth your name is in the credits of the videos that get posted on youtube just so you know because i think some of the newer patrons and paypals are actually here to support the andy spaceship so there's uh look there's lots of stuff um um, here's the deal. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be doing dark synth themed shows. I know this is technically should have been like a Halloween season thing. And I think in my head I wanted it to be, but uh, that's not going to happen now because I'm a very disorganized guy. So now November is going to be dark synth month, I guess. I do feel like lately I, my personal taste has been going more towards the kind of synth pop new wavy kind of vibe. And I feel like maybe I haven't been playing as much dark synth as I, as I normally do. And I thought, you know what? Let's just have a whole bunch of dark synth artists on the show and fill those episodes with dark synth. So this week, okay, we're going for more Halloween. We're going to be playing more fun, like, synthy Halloween tracks on this episode. But I have a lot of awesome uh, dark synth tracks picked out for the next few weeks and awesome artists who we're going to be chatting with. So that should be fun. So how about this? Let's listen to uh, another track. And uh, speaking of fun Halloween songs, uh, here's one from Beckett. It's called Jack in the Box, except it's Jack in apostrophe the box, which sounds kind of dirty now that I (laughs) think about it. Anyway, the point is it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. I am talking about the kings of the Pattersons, Robert D. Bishop, Chris Dance, and Mike Shima. You guys are the best. And uh, now let's listen to this, man. This is Beckett with Jack in the Box.
And that was Jack in the Box by Beckett. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Jose Arbello, the king of hell. Happy Halloween, Jose Arbello. And Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic pal. You're a cool guy. And, of course, City Hunter with the 42. And uh, thank you all for supporting the show. I actually had a letter to read. I think this was actually from one of our new patrons. Yeah, it's from Waylon Kasky Geospatial. All right, he says, Hi, Andy. Wanted to thank you for the high-quality videos and podcasts. Enjoy your discussions with artists adding a dimension to the synth scene. Listening to your podcast sure helped during my long drives across Texas for my National Guard drills. Wish I had known about your show when I was stationed in Germany driving across Europe. Keep up the good work, Andy. Thanks, Kyle. Well, thanks, man. And thanks for uh, supporting the show. Of course, when he talks about high-quality videos, He is, of course, talking about the highest quality videos of all, Andy's Spaceship. And if you hop on over to the Beyond Synth YouTube page, you can check out a uh, a short little Halloween video uh, featuring me and the turtles and possibly a new character. And uh, I hope you enjoy that. Yeah, I guess I got to get working on uh, the next one. Busy B over here, man. We've been making some... uh, I like how I always say we when I mean me. Uh, making some adjustments to the uh, Andy Spaceship set. So I put in some new lights. And uh, I'm going to get some more lights. See, I'm still deciding whether or not... I mean, the show was always intended to be this thing where it's sort of like a chat show, interview show kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> there is part of me that has... <laughs> Like, stupid ambitions to have little adventures and stuff. Like, maybe the ship lands places, but I don't... (laughs) I don't have the ability to do that right now. Plus, I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to green screen the turtles, because they're green. I mean, I guess I can go on adventures with different characters. Maybe the turtles got to stay on the spaceship. Or I have to do a blue screen, like they used to do. Well, how about this? We're going to chat with Marco. Uh, He's got a very important announcement, but first I would like to listen to another song, and then we'll go to Marco, okay? So here's a cool one from D. Noise. We're talking about some cool music. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the 2666 Club, Hugh Hefner. And then there's Clint Dowling, the king of the $25 Club, followed by Jimmy the Hutt, Newmark, Alex Selickson, a star apart, and Restless Nights. And now, check out this track. This is D Noise with Robots Attack.
And that was Robots Attack by D-Noise. And uh, that was a cool song. It was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Honeybeard, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, Kempson, and Martin Larby. Happy Halloween. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, <laughs> stupid, let's go and uh, chat with Marco, who has something very special to say. All right, well, I'm here right now with a special report from uh, Marco Merrick. Hey, buddy. Hey, Andy, how you doing? I'm doing well. So we've got some big news for people yes. who listen to Beyond Synth. So uh, tell us, what, what milestone have you reached? Okay, well, after uh, about a year and a half of playing Red Dead Redemption, doing all the side quests and just everything, I finally finished at 100%. And uh, I'm really, really happy and sad at the same time. Because I've just loved that game so much. So it's finished. You know, this has been a an ongoing thing where every time we talk to you, you always throw in the, I'm still playing Red Dead, and it's been amazing that you've managed to stretch it over this uh, this period of time. But now you are finished. Yeah. We can close this chapter in uh, in Beyond Synth history. Yeah, I played it a little bit online, and, and it's kind of cool, but uh, I think I'm done with that game. It's ready to move on to something else. I just love the game. It, it's just um, absolutely amazing, the detail in it. I mean, Rockstar, always does it you know I remember when GTA 4 came out for example just the detail and interacting with NPCs you know and and, and all the random events that happened but this game was just incredible so many little things you know so then after all this time what is uh, do you have a favorite part or mission or thing that happened I still love that mission with Lenny where you get drunk with him that was really cool just the way they depict you being drunk and how everybody looks like Lenny it's really funny I, 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 I think it was brilliant that mission as you know yourself there's a lot of emotion with when one of the characters dies in it and just the music they play and the way it's done. I also really like... One of my favourite parts was when you actually build that house and everyone's helping you and the music they play. I think it's, we build this house together or something like that, you know. And oh, is that the bit where you're like hammering the nails and yeah, moving Yeah, I really enjoy that. I was just like... Uh, I might have been really high at the time, but I was just like laughing, <laughs> <and>, you know... <laughs> I was like, man, this is amazing. Yeah, I really, I mean, I think they did such a great job, and it's so weird because it, it had been so long since I had played the first one, and I only played Red Dead Redemption once. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go back and play it. I almost wish they would do a remaster with the tech from Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. because I didn't connect a lot of the characters because it be, it had been so long. Things a while, yeah. That when I went back and watched some YouTube videos after, I'm like, oh yeah, like fucking John Marston like kills Dutch and on top of a cliff. To me, like I didn't even remember any of the story of the first one. Like to me, the most memorable thing was that weird mission where like the dude in the top hat mm-hmm. gives you like those weird quests and then it's sort of like, is he like the devil or something? Because he walks <laughs> away and you shoot at him and like he doesn't die. So it was always like, it was that kind of weird, kind of ominous creepiness of the first game. And then, of course, the ending. But I never really remembered a lot of the missions. And so in part two, there was a lot of callbacks or like where you're actually meeting characters who are referenced in the other game. But I never really realized. Like, I forgot, like, Dutch is like the main bad guy of the first game. I mean, besides like the fucking yeah. the FBI or whoever that, that take you out at the end. Yeah, no, he is. And, and, and I actually, as I was playing uh, the newer one, Red Dead Redemption 2, I did go back and, and watch some videos. 
videos because the same thing. I mean, I played it in. Did I play it in 2010 or 2011? So I mean, it's been nine years or whatever. So it's, you do forget. I mean, I, I remember that mission where you kill him on the cliff or whatever in the mountain, you know. But I don't remember him really, his character. So like, it's the same voice actor. He looks different. He looks slightly different. Yeah, but he's also kind of crazier too. Like he's. Yeah. I mean, you see him snap over the course of this game, but the character in the other game is like just a full blown like insane villain character that's true so it is good to get a little bit of a brush up with history but uh yeah it's just so well done you know that's what made the game so exceptional too that there was a previous one and that it's a prequel so it kind of all ties together at the end you know like that's pretty amazing i thought by getting 100 percent in the game does that also mean you have a platinum trophy yes that's correct did you get the trophy before you 100 presented it or was that one of the trophies that was one of the trophies yeah some of it was a bit challenging obviously i mean there's a lot there's a lot to do to get 100 percent I've always had a thing with Rockstar Games of getting 100%. Like, I got 100% of Vice City. San Andreas, I didn't. That game was ridiculously difficult to get 100 I mean, it was insane. I got pretty fucking close, though. I think it was like 98 point something. <laughs> but then GTA 4, I did 100% as well. Vice City Stories, Redemption 1, I did 100%. I don't know. It's just if I really love a game and it really draws me in, I just want to do it. I don't know. It's just I, I get a bit of a kick out of it, you know, getting everything. It took a long time obviously as you know but even so like I finished 100% and, and I, I timed it so that the last mission was really the last thing to do there was a couple other th- little things but it was pretty much it but then I just went through and did all like the easter egg stuff like yeah you end up talking to Bigfoot is <laughs> in a cave and you can you don't see him but you, you end up talking to him just little things like that I don't know it's just these little touches I threw in it's like you know it's crazy but it's so fun when I get a next gen console and if they like optimize that game for next gen then maybe I'll I'll pop it in and do a few things because I never met Bigfoot no it's a whole thing you have to do to find him yeah you have to follow this flock of fucking birds for ages I, I did it so many times and I couldn't it's like I lost him it's like for fuck's sakes or you hit a tree you're looking up and you're riding and you hit a tree and fall off your horse so you're like, <laughs> oh man I don't want to start alright reload let's start again but yeah it's 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 really cool these little touches Love it. A, a lot of them I actually found on my own just from spending so much time exploring and stuff but then there was quite a few which I completely missed I, I really do love the random occurrences that happen as well you know like um, <laughs> when you go in St. Denis or Dennis or whatever mm. and um, I'm just standing there you know walk out walk out of a uh, saloon or whatever and then you look around and then all you see is someone drops a bucket of shit onto someone's head yeah. <laughs> from a balcony and the guy's like what the fuck oh my god you know what <laughs> just like, what the hell did I just see you know like oh my god my favorite is still thinking back to how hard I laughed at the one where you there's a guy who's like trying to fit a shoe on his horse yeah. and then you walk by and you see him he's like hey and he's like can you get, give me some help and he had like an accent and then the horse just <laughs> kicks him and he just goes flying across and the dude's just dead and you're just kind of standing there like what the fuck like just this <laughs> but the way it animates it was just so ridiculous. Look, we got to listen to a song and then we'll we'll talk a bit more, okay? Maybe we can uh, okay. try and work in the Halloween theme here. So look, let's listen to this awesome track from Vincenzo Salvia. This is a nice Halloweeny tune for you. Halloweeny. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Blake Peterson, Ken Jeru, and then there's Ashley Keegan with the 2049. So guys, uh, listen to this. This is Vincenzo Salvia with Zombies from Milan. 
And that was Zombies from Milan by Vincenzo Salvia. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, Badge Mickelson with the 1986, Sarah Buchelman and Rachel Buchelman in the 1985 Club. Twin sisters, twin donations, and of course there's Murat with the 1984. You guys are all pretty awesome, and I'm back here with Marco, and uh, we we just talked about uh, how exciting it is that he finally... uh, finished Red Dead Redemption 2. That's right. But maybe we can talk quick about uh, Halloween, because like, uh, yeah. I guess this is the Halloween episode. So Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Jazzy and I have been... Uh, she came up with the idea, but we thought um, there's a lot of movies we don't get around to watching, so she had this idea that why don't we watch a horror movie every day for the month of October? And that's why I said, fuck it, let's do it. So it's been a mission of mine, and um, we're a couple of days behind. I mean, we kept up pretty good, but we're going to make up for it on the weekend so we can get our 31... But it's been really good. We've watched a lot of good movies, uh, old and new. Something we maybe we'll uh, revisit next year too. So what? Uh, what are your top picks that you've seen so far? Last night, I think we watched One BR or One Bedroom, which was on Netflix, and that was really kind of freaky. I mean, it's classed as a horror movie, but it's more of a thriller maybe, and there is some gore in there. But that was really good. What's the premise? Well, I don't want to spoil it. This is the thing because you does don't someone know rent what's a bedroom? Going. Is that the point? Like, yeah, and some okay. shit goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this community. It's like a building, and, and they've got this really nice... Everyone's super nice, but something's not right. You know, you can sense it, and then, anyway, you find out. Okay. Yeah, watch a lot of... We'll watch a lot of old movies, too, like Burnt Promises. I think it's from, like, 1973 or something. Hey, this is Andy from the future to let you know that Marco means burnt offerings, although he does later just call it burnt offerings just saying that now because i know you nerds out there get all excited the second you hear a mistake and be like oh i gotta go to the comments and fucking talk about this mistake so don't bother the movie marco is talking about is called burnt offerings and it's it's really good the ending is fucking hilarious i love it 70s movies, man. Yeah. They just, they always just get away. I mean, not that I've seen this film, but I mean, like, they always just get away with just some weird ending where, like, it's got this weird tone, and then at the very end, the main character just, like, falls, and their head falls off, and then it just, like, cuts to credits or whatever. Like, the 70s is just wacky. Yeah. Yeah, and it's PG. So, like, the whole movie, like, it's pretty tame. You know, nothing really, uh graphic happens but then spoiler alert if you want to watch this movie just don't listen to this part right at the end the dad goes back into the building they're leaving this house like get the fuck away from this evil house right (laughs) and then he has to go back in and get his wife anyway long long story short (laughs) the kid's waiting in the car the dad just gets thrown out the fucking top window. His head just comes right through the windscreen. There's all blood and shit everywhere. <laughs> I just lost the laugh, and I was like, what the fuck, you know? Like, what a way to end the movie. And I'm oh, like... Wait, I, okay, I just would like to point out that my example was just a random example of shit that happened. Isn't that funny? I was like, all right, well, I'm going to talk about it then. It was like, man, that's literally what happened. Like, <laughs> That's literally just no, because like there's so many like whenever I watch like seventies movies, like they they always like kind of kill the lead character in some weird. You'll just see like some wide shot, and they just get shot, or like you know. It's so true, right? Yeah. And then and then, it, then you'll just see like this pause picture of this the dead guy, and then just the credits like just start scrolling up. <laughs> 
Some 70s movies are great. It really was a completely different era, you know. I don't know. And even some of the voice acting, the shit they say, you're just like, what? Who in their right mind talks like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, like... What's the, uh, what's the worst movie you've watched? That's a tough one. Uh, I don't think I've watched any really bad ones. I, I'd have to think about it. Are you purposefully picking movies that you, you know or have read that are good? Yeah, well, yes. There's been a few that have just been random, you know, like, what's on Netflix? I'll look through it. Oh, this looks good. Let's just put this on, you know. Other times it's like, oh, no, no, my friend keeps recommending this and then we've been meaning to watch this for a while. So let's put this on, you know. For example, Zombieland 2. I've been meaning to watch that for like a year almost, you know. And This is one of the areas where Amazon Prime is actually a pretty decent service because there's just so much random B-movie stuff. Now, mind you, there's probably a lot of trash on there. Like, yeah. every so often, I'll pop on Amazon Prime and just flip through random horror films just to see, like, just the practical effects. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I'm not really big into gore, but I'm always interested because, like, these old horror movies always seem to have some, you know, weird, unique effects or whatever. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of movies that I just never knew, like, what... I'm like, this is what this is? <laughs> like, have you ever watched Phantasm? Yes, yes, I love that movie. See, I never knew... Like, again, like, sometimes I just get surprised where I think I know something, and then I watch Phantasm, like, wait a second, like, it's aliens? Like, it's yeah. dwarves from another dimension, and, like, these kind little of. robot circles that, like, have spikes in them that stick in people's heads, and, like... Those things are awesome. If you scenes. watch the sequels, like, I started flipping through just scenes of the sequels, and they get progressively more ridiculously cheap. Yeah. And I think, like, the more recent one there's this full-on like terrible cgi of like thousands of those spheres like flying around and like that old man who works at the fucking morgue or whatever like he's like super old yeah he doesn't look that very menacing anymore i mean i don't want to ruin his memory and everything but you're right they get progressively worse and the the thing they do is so the first one the lead character is uh one actor and then the second one they decide to get a better actor and then and then the third one they go back to the old actor it's like it's like what the fuck yeah (laughs) you know I like the second one a lot too, but then they get really bad after that. But that house that that phantasm is filmed in, right, is a really well-known house. You know, like the funeral home house or whatever that he lives in. Angus the tall man, you know. Mm. That one was used also used in um, in that Burnt Offerings movie too, which I saw and I was like, I know that fucking house. Like, I swear to God, there's a scene where it, it's all new and it looks all painted. And I'm like, man, I know that fucking house. Is that the one from... Anyway, I looked it up afterwards and it's been used in so many horror movies. I think that's just like an easy cheap way of like we got to make something scary and it's like let's just use the house that those other guys used well not, not actually <laughs> that's not true because i'm assuming phantasm was actually made after burnt offerings it was yeah yeah no it was um uh, i think the original phantasm just off the top of my head was either 78 or 79 i think funny we, we called it never dead in australia it's weird how we have different names for shit for especially movies I don't know why they do that and then the second one was called Never Dead 2 Phantasm yeah Never Never Dead 3 Hungry Jacks (laughs) 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 there's a there's a deep cut for you people (laughs) for Beyond Synth listeners if anyone gets that joke let me know um, look, <laughs> let's listen to another track, and then we'll uh, we'll say goodbye to you. Okay, sounds good. So uh, here's one from L.A. Arson. That's right. Uh, I think there's a Halloween album out there that you can get, and it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $15 Club, it's Prophet of Jupiter, Six Mil, Gus Velichek, Hepis ML, and Shatterack. And this is L.A. Arson with Get In, Loser. We're reanimating the dead.
And that was Get In, Loser. We're reanimating the dead by L.A. Arson. And that was brought to you by my awesome... Actually, no, there's a new PayPal this week. This literally just came in as I, as I was recording the show. I want to give a special shout out to new PayPal, Daniel Williams. Daniel Williams, you're a cool guy. And uh, thank you for supporting the show. I always say supporting the show keeps the lights on in the studio. And now it also keeps the lights on in Andy's spaceship. So that's a cool thing. So I guess, uh, look, we're back. I guess this is the Halloween episode and uh we've just been uh, chatting with marco who uh who finally beat red dead redemption and horror movies and stuff so do you have any halloween people are vacuuming upstairs oh god i fucking hear it um vacuuming they have like cleaning ladies that show up maybe it's a drill well no there's there's construction dude there's construction too because i was filming this uh andy spaceship halloween i can't really call it a halloween episode but it's like a little Mm -hmm. kind of eight minute short and literally every time i go to hit record I swear to Christ, people turn drills on. No, that's fucking annoying. Every time. Mm. I don't know if I just have to build some sort of isolation booth because like... Isolation booth. Well, you can't continue to be annoyed, especially when something keeps happening. Like, you're an idiot at that point. Like, if if every time Mm. I go to record and people turn on a drill, there's only like fucking a hundred times that can happen before I'm the idiot for not changing something about my work schedule Mm. or something. You know what I mean? Maybe get a broom. Maybe get a broom and whack it on the ceiling every yeah time. yeah <laughs> <laughs> quit renovating you bozos yeah I, yeah no that's uh yeah because it, it literally happens every time and i always kind of laugh it off and go like haha you know they always do this and they got like a new dog i think from like a shelter and like it literally just starts barking the second i turn on my mixer to set my microphone up then all of a sudden upstairs just riff 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 and it just doesn't stop and like wow like maybe the mixer gives off like a high-pitched signal like it's it's that precise Mm. of the timing that at some point i'm like am i i don't believe in magic really but i mean i don't know if i'm conjuring this these sounds out of the air but anyway whatever look Halloween. What are you doing for Halloween? Well, we're supposed to be going to the drive-ins and stuff, but it looks like I'm going to have to be working, which is fucking ridiculous. Because uh, everybody's been calling in sick this week. But um, whatever we do, we're going to watch some movies at least, some horror movies, and just chill out and take it easy. So hopefully we can get to the drive-in. That's cool. How, how close is the drive-in to you? Pretty close. Only like a 20 minutes drive. We've been going to the drive-in a fair bit, actually. I think we've been twice this summer. and Because the drive-ins have made a big comeback now. And um, obviously, you know, with the COVID stuff going on, and I really enjoy it. You know, I actually prefer going to the drive-in now. Because the thing is, back in the day, you know, you had a shitty car. and I mean, when I was young, I did. And, you know, a shitty sound system, whatever. But now we've got a really good sound system. And if you get close enough, it's really good. You don't have to deal with people talking. You don't have to... Any of that shit, you know? Yeah. you got your privacy. It's nice. Move the seat back. Fucking hand yeah. job. <laughs> you can- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a given, you know. But uh, <laughs> but um, you bring as many snacks as you want. I mean, you don't know, you know what I mean. It's like you got a carload of fucking snacks. Anyway, yeah, that's a good point. It's it's funny because ironically, my hometown twenty yeah twenty minutes away, there was like the last drive-in in Ontario, uh-huh. which they closed two years ago or three years ago or something. It was very recently. And I remember thinking like, oh yeah, they said like, it's the last drive-in in Ontario, one of the last ones in Canada. And then they closed it. And then literally this happens and there's this like, fuck, we had, we literally had a drive-in. Like it was there. It was there several years ago and now it's gone. To be fair, the last movie I saw at the drive-in was Terminator 2. Jesus, that is a long time. So it, it had been a while. I didn't really go to the theater too often when I was young. My dad never really took us to the movies. Mm-hmm. And so if I ever went to the movies, 
movies it would be you know a friend was having a birthday party so I think like the last movie I saw we, we saw like the fucking specialist with Sylvester Stallone <laughs> classic uh, <laughs> oh, that movie's so bad that was hilarious because we saw it but we were still I think we were too young or maybe we were 14 or something so we were just old enough to do like the adult accompaniment because there was boobs and so like we all started laughing when the titties showed up and then like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such a good thing and then, and then uh, people were getting mad because we were giggling about the boobs and I think also because of the terrible acting as well made us laugh see that's the thing that's, that's what I hate about going to the cinema is oh yeah no no like we were the problem there for last sure last few times we went you always got a group of kids and they're just shut, shut up although dude know? they make me so or mad the phone starts going off or something it's like what the fuck man you know no I really don't like the theater experience I don't either. like I actually don't I mean I like the big screen and I like the sound but I I can't stand other people being annoying like I just can't yeah, like it, it makes me really mad <laughs> to the point where, it takes like, takes away from the enjoyment of the movie. Yeah, and that's all I talk about afterwards. Like, then, and I end up, I'll talk about it for years. Like the shitty experiences I had at the theater. I never talk about the good ones. Yeah, all I talk about is, remember that time? And there's that fucking twenty stupid school kids, and like they just ruined the whole thing. And I'm too polite to like ask for a refund, and so I just end up eating it and then like complain about it for years. <laughs> like that's how much people yeah. can ruin my day. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, look, the point is this: Happy Halloween, Marco. Happy Halloween. Halloween, and I hope everyone has a great Halloween. I don't know when this is coming out, but... Uh, hopefully Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a safe and uh, enjoyable Halloween, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, like, we're not doing anything. I don't think we're going... Yeah. I think they're advising against trick-or-treating, so I think we'll just... I mean, the kids have little costumes, and we'll just, like, whatever. I, th- I think the kids are going to have, like, a little fucking uh, Halloween candy hunt or something. Yeah, so they love that sort of stuff. I mean, um, I- I'd be, if I was a kid, I'd be disappointed if I couldn't get to do something. Again, I mean, this is just the difference between my childhood and my kids' childhood. Like, my kids get snacks. Yeah. Like, I didn't get snacks. Like, my dad is a, a fucking huge health nut. <laughs> my house was just fucking <laughs> broccoli and brown bread. and Broccoli and brown bread? Oh. Well, I'm not saying at the same time... Saying things that are in our house, right? Like all my Did friends, you, at least you know, have they butter on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we had butter, but I mean, like, you know, I go to my friends' house, they always had white bread, and I remember thinking that was so cool. Ugh. Now, as I'm older, I actually like brown bread better, like, I find I, I it has... I agree, I like, yeah, I know, as a kid, like, brown bread is the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Nowadays, so like, now I will buy, like, the fucking whole grain shit with all, like, the nuts yeah. and, like, the 18 grains and all this, because, like, I, I find it has more taste, like, I like it. It's tasty, yeah, it really is nice, I agree, but, but as a kid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, Halloween was a big deal, because, like, Halloween was the time where, like, I had candy. Mm-hmm. Now, my kids, like, fucking, you know, like, every week we're at the store, there's fucking always snacks, there's always cookies in the cupboard and stuff, so, like, Halloween to them is like, if they, oh, I don't get candy, I'm like, there's fucking, there is literal Halloween candy in our cupboard, like, fucking, <laughs> fuck you. So, <laughs> Well, you know, my daughter's four, so, like, even, like, you can prep them and they get all jazzed up for Halloween. You know, she's tired within, like, 20 minutes of walking and bored of walking around, you know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I know, we have the longest goodbyes. Um, I was going to say, yeah, all right, we'll have a happy Halloween, um, and I'll talk to you soon, Andy. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Happy Halloween, and happy Halloween to Jazzy, your wife. Happy Halloween, Jazzy. (laughs) Shit, I probably should have said that. 
right, and that was my chat with Marco. A little quick catch-up, and it's all very exciting. So who knows, maybe that's the last time we're ever going to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 again. And uh, how about this? Let's listen to a track, and then we'll go chat with Sierra. So here's a cool one from Badden. B-A-D-D-O-N. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, Mads Baron Christensen, Retro Serenade, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And this is Sinner by Badden featuring Misanthropics.
And that was Badden with Sinner featuring Misanthropics. And that's a cool track. I dig that. So uh, I guess we're going to uh, chat with... Hey, what's that? This is the donation of the Well, it wouldn't be a Halloween show without thanking the Donation of the Beast. That's right. These are all the people who support Beyond Synth by donating the triple six six sixty six Satan. That's right. I want to thank Stagger, Big Baby D, Andrew, Evan Allen, Christian Quello, Schneedle Woods, Ivan, Thomas Berg. Akio Nakasone, David Lavalli Jr., Electro Mechanic, Rama Branch, Cat Punk, Night Ride FM, Owen Magali, Caffeinated Pixels, Abashed Pudding, Dobrotech, Dalton Bell, Replicant 69, Franz Varga, Trippy, Artificial, Philip Beck, Luke Timmermans, Alexandro Samaras, Zion B, Tomas Shimanek, Renton Brax, Pooh in an Alleyway, Low. Olshka, Joe Ozone, Ross Pentland, and we like to end it off with the Polar Wildcat Studios with the 617. I want to thank you all for donating to the show. You are awesome. All right? And now, let's go chat with Sierra. All right. Well, I am here right now with Sierra. How's it going? Hey. <laughs> Hi, everybody. You're in Paris, right? Yes, I'm in Paris, yeah. A little bit outside, like 30 minutes from Paris. But you can take the train in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> but I guess there's not much to do in the city right now. Uh, right now, no, there is nothing to do. And we have like a curfew until uh, middle of December, I guess. So pff, really, there is... Nothing to do right now except like uh, producing music or watching Netflix. Nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't do any research. That's my policy on this show. So okay, you can. <laughs> so, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so you can tell me now. What's your origin story? Well, I started Sierra like in uh, three years ago. Uh, in 2017, I knew I wanted to produce electronic music. I knew I had something connected with uh, dark wave electronic uh, music, but really, I had no idea of what to do. Really, I didn't know what to produce. And I discovered the uh, dark wave synth wave, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" So, my first EP, I tried to do something really connected to yeah, cyberpunk uh, atmosphere so I released my first EP with uh, Laserdisc uh, Records and uh, after I started to play live a little bit and uh, I was like okay I love Synthwave but there is something that I love even more EBM, EBSM, this is a kind of uh, strong type of electronic music and I was like wow this is really cool I love dark wave, but I love also this kind of music so let's try to do something connected with all that atmospheres and then I uh, released my second EP called uh, Gun again with Laserdisc Records uh, and so it is um, I released it uh, last year and since last year I did a lot of lives I was like okay I, I really want to, to have a lot of tour 
to play uh, outside of uh, France in Europe. I also played uh, in New York, and that's it. I played a lot this uh, this last year, and uh, and then the COVID happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is this your first like? musical project then or were you doing stuff before no i did stuff before i had another project nothing to do with uh, electronic music it was more like something about uh, folk music <laughs> <laughs> really different i was playing ukulele and guitar with uh, harmonica but it was a little bit connected to synth pop so uh, we can we can find something connected but really no it was super different was it still a, a solo thing or did you have like a band yeah no it was a solo thing so how do you go from that to uh, to dark wave? It seems like quite a jump. Yeah, I always loved uh, electronic music. Uh, even when I was playing folk music, I was a big fan of um, Justice, uh, Vitalik, uh, Geza Fleischstein. And the thing is that I really had no idea how to produce music, electronic music. I really had no idea. I knew it has something to do with computers and uh, <laughs> machines. But really, I was like, fuck, I'm so lost. I love this music, but I don't know how to do. So um, I wanted to do music, but a guitar, it seemed to be easier to learn a guitar than uh, starting from nothing with a computer. So this is where I started to learn a little bit more about electronic music. And I was like, fuck, this is awesome. So I let my, my guitar and I totally jumped into electronic music <laughs> so then what was your uh, digital audio workstation of choice i use uh, ableton mainly so that was that the first one you uh, uh no before i started with um, logic but um i started with logic because friends recommended me logic but honestly i didn't understand anything i watched a lot of um, youtube videos and i was like no 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 really honestly i don't understand nothing but yeah i used it like for one year and i made my first track with logic and after i was like okay ableton seems to be the the program that uh, people use the most uh, right now in uh, in electronic music and so I, I started uh, Ableton and I took some classes also of Ableton to, to get better and now I I really 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 love Ableton uh, more than uh, everything like a lot of the synthwave acts I know they use Ableton for their live show yeah so I guess it's easier if you already just make the music in Ableton as well, if you want to transfer it for the live. Yeah, I think it's easier. It's easier because uh, you, you, you you can do both. You can work with Logic and after pass on Ableton Live. That's okay, really. But I think that when you start with a program, what is the point to use a program and after another one? It's better to use uh, just one. I think it is, it's really, yeah, it's faster, easier. Is your older folk stuff like still online? Uh, no, no, I suppressed everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to find anything maybe you could find things but no <laughs> if, if you are really good you can find things but no I, I i won't say i won't say anything like do you still have the same sort of themes in your music but it's just a different genre or is it just completely different no it, it really has nothing to do really really had nothing to do the, the other style of music was more like um commercial things i mean like you know normal track with uh, normal sad lyrics uh, with you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know it was really more commercial it really has nothing to do with Sierra nothing okay it's always funny to me to think about people's uh, past bands and stuff I always like um, <laughs> yeah. but look how about this let's listen to a track uh, Sierra track these are some songs that I dug from uh, your albums this one was from Strange Valley from 2017 and this was a cool song called you say Desierto? Is that how you say this? Yeah. So let's uh, let's listen to this. This is Desierto <laughs> by Sierra.
And that was Desierto by Sierra. And I'm here right now with Sierra all the way from somewhere near Paris. <laughs> yeah, you can say Paris. It sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me a bit about doing the the live stuff yeah. then, because you said you went to New York and did some other things. So were you accompanying other artists? Like, how was that working? My first live was uh, for a um, video games festival in uh, French Brittany. I played, like, I would say 10 live alone uh, or 15, 10, I don't know. And in February, I was with Carbon Killer. I don't know if you know Carbon Killer. I was with them on, on tour in um, East of Europe. Were you guys all like literally traveling together? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. We had like a, a mini bus. I don't know if we say that way in English, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a kind of bus. It was really, really super cool. I don't know how many kilometers we did, like uh, 10,000, I don't know. <laughs> it was awesome. Like we were driving uh, five hours, having a little rest, playing live, sleeping the day after, you know, like you, you're on the road again. And it was really super cool. And one week after we were all in quarantine for the COVID, you know. So we were so, so lucky to be able to play because five days later, it was, it would have been impossible to be on live. Right, right, right. Are you finding right now because of uh, the quarantine and stuff, like, are, are you getting work done? Like, can you make music under this condition? Uh, I don't know. When we started to be on quarantine, I was like, okay, I'm going to work a lot. I'm going to make uh, electronic music. Uh, no, I have like a good reason to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And finally, I was one day passed, two days passed, and I was... Honestly, I was super depressed and I was like, no, I don't want to work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel any good um, vibration. I, I didn't have any good mood to compose music. I really tried, but it was impossible for me. And uh, I don't know, past like uh, it passed one month and after I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to start to do something. And I started to compose new tracks. But I don't think for me it's a good thing to be in quarantine to, to compose music. It's interesting because I had the same issue. Like I thought, oh, hell, this is going to be great. I'm going to produce way more shows uh, I'm gonna do all of this stuff and uh, then I ended up doing less yeah. and I thought I was gonna do more yeah yeah it's really hard to stay positive I, I really think even if I'm doing dark music I, I need to be really happy and positive to do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really and, and quarantine was not really a nice moment so no so for you then with the kind of music you make it doesn't necessarily reflect who you are in real life like you're not walking around like no <laughs> no, no it's not who I am I mean, I mean, it's what I am, but I do dark scenes, dark wave, because I need to express dark things that I have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I need to let it out, you know, so that's why I'm doing this kind of music. But no, I, I'm not uh, dark people uh, in normal life. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think so. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a complicated live setup or is it all just a nice little tiny thing you can uh, I guess you got to carry it on the bus with you with all a bunch of filthy dudes right well I started with really easy stuff like just my computer you, you know a pad like a Ableton pad and um, and a little uh, synthesizer called the SH01 and then after playing like uh, five lives uh, in this way I started to add more things drum pad uh, my voice before I wasn't uh, using my voice uh, when I played with Carbon Killer I had you know my voice in synthesizer, drum pads, and I guess for the next lives, I don't know if we will be able to play one day, but mm. 
I would like to have uh, more and more stuff. <laughs> is it a weird adjustment to be like touring around with a bunch of dudes in a bus? I feel like it'd be filthy. It's not really a weird thing. It's like going on a trip with friends, you know? It's it's the same thing. You have to have a good vibe with the people with who you're traveling because you are sharing a lot of things, you know? You are yeah. sharing, you are with them uh, all the day from the morning until the night. So you have to have a good vibration, good things with the people. And I really like Carbon Killer. They're my friends. So it was really like going on a trip uh, with them. It was really cool. Well, that's awesome. But then what about when you went to New York? Like, was that by yourself or? Yeah, it was by myself. I knew I wanted to go to New York City. I didn't know how, where. I knew about uh, all the, the, the teams of uh, Nightwave. And I contacted them and I said, hey, guys, uh, I want to play to your parties. So I don't know if you want me to play. And they're like, uh, they were, I think, happy to say, yeah, come. And, uh, so I joined the Halloween party last year. And it was really awesome. So yeah, I went by myself and I joined them. Well, look, how about this? Mm -hmm. Let's listen to another song, all right? This was another one that I enjoyed from Strange Valley. It's called A Long Walk. <laughs> and we're going to listen to that right now. This is A Long Walk by Sierra.
And that was Sierra with the track A Long Walk. And I am here right now with Sierra. So was there like a theme to this? Like you, the first EP you put out, Strange Valley? I don't know how I started to have a story in mind. At this moment of my life, I was really influenced by like um, cyberpunk uh, stuff. And uh, I was really mainly inspired by uh, Mad Max. I don't know, I had a kind of story in mind, like uh, somebody um, crossing a desert with really weird stuff uh, that could happen. And I was really inspired by this atmosphere. And I even started to draw a lot of things. Like uh, I, I really had something in mind. It was really visual in my mind before being uh, music. And then I started to compose stuff. It was like more a story in my mind, more than uh, the, my, uh, my EP Gone. Gone was more about something like uh, an emotion I wanted to express more than a story. Before, when you were saying that you were doing some live performances at like a video game festival, mm -hmm. what was your connection to that? Like, are you a gamer or how did they know that you make music or did you reach out to them? Like, Well, I'm a gamer, yes, <laughs> but it doesn't have uh, anything to do with uh, why I was invited to play there last year. I played uh, a DJ set uh, in uh, Nantes. I don't know if you know the city Nantes. <laughs> It's uh, in the west of France. And there, there was some promoters and after the show, they came to me and said, hey, we want you to play on that festival so it was how it happened <laughs> so what are you uh, what are you playing right now right now I'm starting again The Last of Us the, the first one because I still didn't uh, buy the second one <laughs> I <laughs> wanted to play a little bit after everybody got crazy you know I don't like to play when the game is releasing also because I don't want to pay the price <laughs> of <Yeah>. a new game <laughs> I prefer to wait a little bit and then I was like okay I'm gonna take my time I'm gonna start again the first one because I really really love that game so right now I am uh, freaking out because really this game is so scary for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that game was awesome there, there's so many games on the PlayStation I still have to play like and I just read yesterday because I was almost convinced to buy an Xbox next time really but the PlayStation 5 like I have uh, so many games like in my library yeah and so they did say that the PlayStation 5 you can just literally just transfer all of your games like you can just re-download them if they're in your digital library or whatever. Yeah, they know how to convince the people to stay, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a huge thing, because there's so many, like, yeah. I never played God of War, I never played Horizon. Me neither, me neither. Because you, you mentioned Cyberpunk a few times of, like, the influence. Like, do you care about, like, the game Cyberpunk? No, not really. Honestly, when I... <laughs> <laughs> not really, honestly. Honestly, I, I love the atmosphere more than uh, the word created about it, you know. I, I love the atmosphere more than, uh, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I love the fact, you know, I love the cities by night, which is the first stuff that I love about cyberpunk stuff, but I don't know, I'm talking about cyberpunk, but actually I don't really care about cyber, cyberpunk. I love machines, I love post-apocalyptic things, right? <laughs> and I love cities by night, so that's why I'm saying I love cyberpunk stuff, but honestly, I don't really care about cyberpunk things. <laughs> <laughs> Now that this console generation is sort of, it's winding down. So, like, what were your favorite games of, like, this generation? I'm a super fan of uh, Red Dead uh, Redemptions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, all that stuff, uh, Rockstar stuff, uh, GTA, uh, I'm really a super fan of it. Do they have a French option for some of these games, or do you just play in English? It depends on the game, but uh, I prefer to play in English. Uh, it's better for the voices. But, uh, for instance, The Last of Us, you can play in French, but really, no, I don't recommend it. <laughs> What about les, uh, les sous-titres, 
or whatever. Les sous-titres. Yes, yes, you can have, of course. Yeah, otherwise I, I won't understand. Uh, I wouldn't understand anything really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I wonder how hard that must be because I think of a game like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. There must be thousands and thousands of hours of audio. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's super hard sometimes. You are playing, you are killing somebody, or I don't know, you are riding a horse and you have a conversation and you're like, fuck, I want to hear, but I want to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit hard, but I still prefer this than having a French voice, you know. Well, especially if the voice is, uh, like, not great. Yeah, yeah, of You course. know what I mean? Like, because the original actors, like, they're very good. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, in Red Dead. Like, they, their performances are so great, and so I don't know if, like, some French dude shows up and doesn't really care as much. It won't, yeah. It won't have the same impact. No, of course not, of course not. No. I think Red Dead 2 was probably, for me, this generation was, like, the one that was the most impactful like the ending of that game yeah it's amazing and also when you play online it's really cool I mean you can play 20 hours it never ends you know you always have something to do something new to try it's super cool I haven't played too much of the online but uh, you like you create your own character and stuff right yeah uh-huh. can you make like female characters and stuff like for yeah, the yeah yeah it's cool yeah yeah of course uh, for once I have a female uh, character yeah. <laughs> when I can I, I do it <laughs> when I play online and you can really build your own character I don't always try choose to be a woman sometimes also I like to be like a, you know a, a dude you know something yeah. very different than me it's, it's fun to try something else also yeah I'm the worst because I literally always just try to make me <laughs> Of course, like 90% of the, the population, like everybody tries to do yeah. some character. But so some games, it's impossible. Like I love um, the Elder Scrolls games. And at first I'll try and make me. And then the character creators in those games don't let you make people that look human. <laughs> They just look insane. But I always try. Yeah. And the only game... There was only one game I was ever to make a guy that looked pretty close to me, and it was The Godfather Part 2. Even though, like, I'm not Italian, but for some reason it had this character creator which kind of, you could only make sort of variations on Italian guys because they were, like, in the mob. Mm -hmm. And for some reason there was an option there that with the right settings I made a guy who looked pretty much exactly like me, and that's the only time ever in a game I've ever been able to do that. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, whatever. This is dumb. <laughs> so look, <laughs> how about this? Uh, let's listen to another song. I want to go to uh, your album Gone, okay. uh, which you talked about earlier from 2019. And this was a track I dug. This is A Matter of Time by Sierra.
was Sierra with the track A Matter of Time. And I'm here right now with Sierra talking about games and stuff. So what was this album about? Well, after having done a Strange Valley, I really wanted to try something else. I was more influenced by uh, EBM stuff at this period of my life. I really wanted to try new things. So that's why it's really different than Strange Valley, even if I think you can recognize me. Um, this is more about like uh, anger. I wanted to do something more violent than Strange Valley. And that's it. I, I composed it really in a different way than Strange Valley. Strange Valley, I took a lot of time. As I told you before, I was thinking about a story. I, I drew a lot of things. And um, Gone was more like uh, something impulsive. I, I composed it uh, at night, really uh, fast. And something like a one shot, you know. Was that satisfying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, honestly, because as I told you, I, I wanted to express a lot of anger and things that I had in me. So yeah, it was satisfying. So what do you do when you're not uh, making music? I do a lot of things. As I told you, I play video games. I, I like to draw. I see my friends. I watch movies like everybody, you know. <laughs> I travel when we could travel. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but I spend a lot of time uh, on my computer, honestly. So then how far are you on your uh, the new album? It's not an album. It's an EP of two tracks, only two tracks this time. I finished it. It's uh, right now. It is on a studio being mastered and um, I will release it uh, at the end of the year. I never understand how people, how artists can do that. Like to be done something mm -hmm. and then not release it for a while. Mm -hmm. Whenever I make something, I need to release it the second it's finished because I need people to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard, you know, when you're working on something and you're like, okay, I finished it. I want to share it with the people. And you're like, okay, but I have to wait. But you have to wait. I mean, uh, right now when you're working by yourself and not by yourself, you need time to, to put uh, everything on uh, Spotify and, and everything. You need like a few weeks. And also, I it's important to take time to work on promotions, to, to send it to people, um, to build like a kind of promotion. It takes time. You cannot do it from one day to another. I mean, maybe some people do it, but I am not really sure that this is the most uh, efficient if you want to have uh, feedbacks. Yeah, I'm really bad that way. I make like uh, videos and stuff and the second they're finished, uh -huh. I render it and then I throw it up on YouTube. Yeah, but it's cool. Also. I mean, it's, it's another way to work. I mean, it's cool. I don't, I don't know. I never tried it, but maybe one day I will work that way also. I don't know. <laughs> well, the only problem is sometimes I'll put out a video and then realize later that there's like glitches and stuff uh, is fucked up in the video and then it's too late because you you can't replace YouTube videos like on SoundCloud you can swap the audio with another file but you can't do it on YouTube for sure that's why it's important sometimes to take times but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there is not one way to do I don't know yeah. I, I don't like the people saying yeah this is the way to do you have to wait eight weeks you have to nah yeah do what you want <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so how did you discover I mean I know you, you mentioned Uh, like justice and uh, and stuff like that but I mean did you find like the synthwave scene I would say like uh, a lot of people <laughs> you know what I will say yeah <laughs> with the movie <laughs> yeah yeah no but really honestly I discovered um, synthwave before I knew it was called synthwave <laughs> yeah I, I really I was a huge fan of course Kavinsky but also like uh, college I was really a, a huge fan of uh, the collective uh, Valérie mm. and I really loved what they were doing because I, I didn't know that kind of music and I was like wow this is amazing and after talking a lot about um, this kind of music somebody told me oh this is called Synthwave I was like 
Sinto Watts. <laughs> Wait, so then what were some of the artists once you finally like discovered the scene and understood like what it was? Like was there other artists that you started to listen to or gravitate towards? Yes, yes, a lot, a lot. Um, makeup and Vanity Set, uh, of course, uh, Perturbator, Carpenter Brut. Uh, I didn't know anything of that stuff. So of course, when I started to, to search about Synthwave, I discovered uh, all words really. It's, it's really words with a, a lot of uh, synth difference. Like you have Darkwave, you have Vapor wave you have so many things so when i i knew what was a synth wave i could really start my my research and it's really cool since you like make darker music is that also what you like to listen to or is it more so what you like to make it's more something that i like to make but I'm really open-minded. I, I love a lot of stuff. Really, I, I can listen to rap. I can listen to reggaeton. <laughs> I, I don't care. I really don't care of the type of music. I am more attracted to sad things, sad and dark things. I think dark music is more beautiful than uh, happy music. <laughs> so I don't care of the type of music, but I am more attracted by dark tracks. Well, how about this? Let's listen to another track and then maybe we can sort of wind this down. I want to listen to this one. This one, I don't think was on an EP. It was called Origin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't on an EP. It is Origin, right? Is that how you say it? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it's a Spanish word, so it would be more like a origen, but we, we can say how or we can, you know? <laughs> wait, wait. So I'm supposed to soften the G? Origen. Or it, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Origen>. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll just we'll just go with your pronunciation. It's by Sierra. <laughs>
right, and that was Sierra with the track. And now you say it. <laughs> origin. Yeah. <laughs> what, is it, what does that mean? Well, or, origin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, listen, it was nice to chat with you mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, to get to know you. So what, uh, what's coming up? What should people look forward to from uh, Sierra? Well, I would tell them to stay tuned because I will release something really soon. Like I would say I, in one month, they will know the name of my uh, EP, the cover, the teaser. So they have to stay tuned. Wait, so why are you called Sierra? Why? Yeah. Because I lived in Spain. <laughs> I lived in Mexico. I wanted a Spanish word. Really, it was something I really wanted. And after I was trying to remember things that I liked in my childhood, and I was really a huge fan of video games when I was a kid, and I really loved the, uh, some games made by Sierra, you know, Sierra Online. Police Quest and Space Quest. Wait, that was Sierra, right? Uh, Space Quest, I don't know. Mia was playing The Incredible Machine, but yeah, I think Space Quest. I mean, I have to search about it, but yeah, I think it was. I'm an old man, so maybe I, that was before. I'm trying to think. Because Sierra, I remember the Sierra logo, right? It had the... the yeah, yeah, the mountain. The mountain yeah. with the lions through it. Yeah, I was playing the Incredible Machine, and I was playing also um, the, the games of Kazars. I don't know if you know Kazar. What is that? Whatever happened to Sierra? Honestly, I don't know. I'm on Wikipedia now. <laughs> uh, Sierra Entertainment was an American video game developer founded in 1979. Blah, blah, blah. In February 1996, became part of the newly established CUC software. It's Activisions. Oh, they bought them? Yeah, uh, apparently. Yeah, because you never see the Sierra logo anymore. No, 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 no. It's been a while I didn't see it, so I think it's... Jesus, 41 years ago. <laughs> Wait a second. No, that can't be right. 79? How old am I? Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> whoops. Oh, well. well, listen, I hope, uh, obviously, I mean, it's probably going to be a while with this whole fucking quarantine business, but, uh, yeah. you know, when, when it's all done, we'll be able to attend live shows again. I hope so. <laughs> we'll all wear helmets or something. Yeah, I think. <laughs> do you have like a, do you ever think of being a, one of those people who performs live with a costume? No, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. You don't want to wear a mask? Uh, no, I mean... No, I prefer to be me. This is, but I really like people wearing like masks and having a, all a, an atmosphere, a world. But this is not me. This is not what I want to do. No. What about like a Mad Max style thing where you have big shoulder pads with like spikes on them? <laughs> ah, that would be great, but not for me. You should do that. Go uh, one day. Go back and play the ukulele again, but then do it with a costume where you've got like spikes and like <laughs> all this crazy makeup. Uh, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, these are great ideas. If you don't use them, I'll go. I'll use them myself. <laughs> well, uh, I would like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, look, you have a uh, you have a lovely Paris day or Parisian day. Yeah. I guess it's Parisian. Is that what they say? Yeah. Journée parisienne. Je ne sais pas les mots. Whatever. I'll figure it out. But uh, anyway, but you have uh, you have a great day, and it was nice chatting with you. And people should yeah, go check too. out uh, Sierra. I was going to say Sierra at Bandcamp, but that's not what it is. What do you mean? Le, le site web. Yeah, yeah, I have a Bandcamp now. Uh, I didn't have it for a while, but yeah, right now I have one. So it's uh, Je suis Sierra. Cool. So that's where people should go. Je suis Sierra. That means I am Sierra. Yeah. For all you English fools. <laughs> have a lovely day and uh, keep on making cool music. Thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting me to, to your show. And uh, thank you so much. <laughs> All right.
right, and that was my chat with Sierra. So that's cool. Go check out her music. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, quick reminder, you can go to the Beyond Synth YouTube page and check out Andy's Spaceship, the Halloween special. And just a quick reminder for all of you uh, that if you want to submit trivia games for the family show, you can still do that. Because we're not recording the next family show for a while. I've already got three so far. People have sent in trivia games. So if you want us to play a trivia game that uh, you write, just send it in to beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com and we'll play it on the show. And of course, if you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or beyondsynth.com and click on the PayPal button if you want to support the show that way. Thank you all for listening. Happy Halloween and I hope you enjoy the uh, the next few weeks of uh, Dark Synth themed shows because that's what they're going to be. All right. And by like, Dark Synth is also just like, you know, like kind of like the more electro and heavier kind of stuff. I don't mean it's all going to be like spooky music. Like, why am I justifying this? <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time... Next time.